Hi everyone and welcome to the All Things ITSM Global Podcast coming to you from Knowledge 16 in Las Vegas. I'm Kirsty McGowan and I'm here with Carlos Casanova. Hello Kirsty. Charlie Betts. Kirsty. And now we're speaking with Eleanor Clavens from Forrester Research. Hi Eleanor. Hi there, thanks great for having to, me. Yeah, great to have you back again. Hello Eleanor. Um, you know, last time we spoke to you we, you know, we spent a little bit of time talking about you know, organizations, some of the challenges they're running into with you know, multi-generations and you know, how do we manage you know, the 25-year-old the that's coming in and the 55-year-old that's been there for a while and management structure that's maybe ingrained on one style versus the other. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you've been doing a lot more work you know, around that space. You know, what, did, what have you found out in, you know, in the last six months that uh, you know, maybe could help us kind of understand that, that challenge a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I think, so the last time I talked to you guys, I came in here with a big bombastic statement. I said, ITSM is dead. We've, we've dialed it back a bit. Um. <laughs> Life support. Yeah, so. Hey, conversation with someone yes. else just before. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was sent as the messenger to bring that scary message, but really I have another scary message, but it's a little more refined. Um, it's, it's not ITSM is dead, as we said before, but that the way which we deliver technology services needs to fundamentally change to embrace a new paradigm. And what we found is a really successful way of presenting that new paradigm is looking at the millennial workforce. Right. So this millennial workforce, right now they're a pretty significant portion, and these are people who are 36 and under. But by 2022, they'll be half of the workforce. So right. this is a, a wave which you can't deny. And what Millennials epitomize are the desires of people to have autonomous, flexible services. And what I mean by that is, is that you've got a huge cry for self-service. You've got a huge cry for knowledge management in whatever form you're yep. offering it. And you've got a huge cry for these services to be delivered regardless of location or time zone because the new yep. way that we work mm -hmm. is not nine to five. No. So also important to say is that we talk about millennials, but for a lot of people who are good with technology and feel that these things define them, they say, well, why do we have to talk about this millennials? It's not important. As they say, it's just more a factor to make the business case that you need to change the way which you deliver your technology services. Mm -hmm. And we found that to be pretty effective for folks who are kind of fighting that a bit. Yeah. Interesting. Um, certainly, as we look at how IT is delivered, uh, perhaps more internally to the IT organization, we also see, I think, a strong alignment of millennial culture with uh, Agile and DevOps. Now, the two, I wouldn't, I'd be cautious to equate the two because, of course, Agile's been a thing for 20 years now, and there's a lot of you know people even my age who can be fairly <laughs> Agile. Um, but that said, we do have a large legacy IT workforce that's used to waterfall development, that is used to uh, very heavyweight processes. You know, you put in your ticket, and you know, internal or external, you still are. It's not an always-on experience. And so, you know, how do we, how do you see this playing out? I mean, you know, there's there's almost like a workforce retraining. You know, like we have to, not, we, don't, we don't need to worry to, as much about the millennials maybe as, you know, the right. 45 mm -hmm. to 60s who still have lots of runway and are yes. not going to retire, yeah. you yep. know, so what do we do there? Absolutely, and I think that that's why I say I still have to carry the, the, the difficult messages, which is mm -hmm. that you just need to do more of everything and you need to do it better. 
which means that you still need to keep <coughs> your phone support, you still need to keep yeah. your walk up from a, from a service desk perspective, but then you also need to expand your channels. You still need to support folks in the way that they've always worked. So you don't want to alienate that knowledge and that know-how. You don't want to be an organization reinventing the wheel. And so that is really the challenge, is, is doing more and doing it better, and that's why. I say once again, yeah. I get to be the yes. face of Channel. <laughs> bringing Channel. the I mean, message that no one wants to hear. Yeah, I think what, what you notice too is that when, when the, a millennial or even anyone really working in IT now, yeah. when, when you have an issue, your first port of call is not to call the service desk. Yeah. Your first port of call is either to talk to the person next to you to go to Google, to, yes. to do something yeah, I was else. Say Google is the Google first. Is, Google's <laughs> your first. It's, <coughs> no, it's not your internal service desk. That's, not, that's almost a port of last call. Uh, if I can't find another way to fix it, then I'll call the service desk. And that is, once again, <coughs> a millennial and an everyone issue that um, mm -hmm. believe it's 53% of your workforce tries to solve a problem themselves yes. before contacting yep. the service desk. Believe it goes up mm -hmm. to around 63% for millennials. Yes. So, yeah. By the time someone is calling you, most of the times they're already a few steps into a failed yeah, interaction. Right. Yes. So what we're looking for is the ability of tools to show a longer pipeline, yes. to show that yep. visibility so that you can figure out what's going on for the folks who yep. do want to solve problems exactly. themselves. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know you know, myself <coughs> at home with, you know, whatever issues, you run into something and, you know, try to figure it out, go to Google. If I do end up getting to the point where I call, a lot of times, you know, and I, I try not to be abrupt about it, but I'll interrupt them and say, look, please don't go through your script through mm -hmm. steps one yes. through seven. Yes. Yes. I've, already, I've already unplugged it, I've already yep. recycled it, whatever it is. Yes. I'm already here. Yes. Yes. Can you please either start there or send me to the next person? Yep. Exactly. And they try to say, well, but it's like, no, no, no. So I, already, I already did it. I already went through your mm -hmm. website. I did all your knowledge stuff. I did your wikis. Yep. I did your, your FAQs. Yep. I've you done Google. You haven't got it there. Yep. <laughs> Nothing's there. Here's exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. so, so, I mean, I know I find it frustrating, and I'm yep. a little past the millennial stage. Mm -hmm. uh, <coughs> so I can only imagine, you know, that, that audience that starts there. Yes, and, and that's a great point, because the point is that we know that technology and the business are so intertwined that these are not yep separate entities. And millennials also have been born, that's what it means to be a digital native. You see the world with that same blurriness. You mm -hmm. see these two also as intertwined. Right. So they're the best advocates yes. of IT being the business and right. figuring out how to make these end-to-end -end services possible. What we're seeing is some of these born digital companies have the ability to be a little bit more agile in the services that they offer, but figuring out how to improve that onboarding process is right. once again another one that we're hearing a lot about because mm -hmm. the problem with millennials is that they don't stick around as long. Mm -hmm. right. And that they want to know that they're contributing, they want to know that it matters, they want to know that they are enabled to do, um, to do the job in front of them and be productive, that they have the tools to do it. So you're seeing an average tenure of two to three years. Yeah. So that becomes a huge problem. You can't wait to get people up to speed. How do you give them the tools to be productive but also how do you protect yourself so that you all these new faces that you have running around yeah, don't cause any problems? It's a real difficult. I mean, mm -hmm. my parents' generation they they started work with a company when they left right. education, and they stayed there till they retired. Yeah. Whereas my generation, I think it's sort of probably about five or six years. Is certainly in my case, in my husband's case, it's always been sort of that five or six year right. spell to move on to something else. But as you say, the millennials are so much shorter. If mm -hmm. they 
if you haven't captured their attention, mm -hmm. they're not sticking around, they're moving on to the next challenge. And they're looking for you to prove what you can yep. offer them and they know yes. what good looks like and they expect yes. to be served mm. in their jobs the way yep. they're served in their personal life because as a trade-off mm. of not expecting mm. to work nine to five, your job takes on a greater importance and you it don't does. see that yep. at line. Mm. Right, right. That's a very good point. Yeah, you don't, uh, you, you know, you, you, you uh, back when it was a nine to five mm. job, you put up with it because yep. you left it at home. Yeah. yeah. And one, one thing that I found interesting, and I, and I, I need to find the, the details on it, is, you know, we always talk about, well, it's an attention span thing, yes. right? But, and I gotta find the report, if they actually did some studies on it, it's not, mm. okay? It's actually not the attention span, because they've done the same exact tests, you know, from 1920 mm. to now, yep. and they find that the attention span is actually identical. Mm. It's the, the accepted level of boredom. Right. When, we've, when we were yep. grown up, yeah. We expected they would have been two hours out of the day or seven hours yeah. out of the week that we had downtime. Mm. That was expected. Right. Now it's, well, if I have downtime, there's seven other options that I can fill that downtime with. Or because things are coming more on demand, I can push that, get something else in, done, and then come back to yeah. it. Mm -hmm. exactly. So, you know, for, I know for the last year or two, we've been talking about it as, you know, oh, they don't have the attention span. And now the studies are coming out. It's like, no, they have it. It's just that the tolerance for the boredom is not there. Yeah. So I don't Context know if you're seeing, yeah, so I don't know if you're seeing some of that as, as well. I mean, I would probably try and flip it in a positive way and say tolerance for boredom, but also desire to contribute. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that is the flip side is that everyone um, you know, wants to believe that they're contributing yeah. something. They want to believe in their organization, really grew up with the values of, as I said, customer experience and technology, which yeah. is a great opportunity, but mm. also a huge pressure to deliver. Um, I think that it's our job to figure out how to help organizations offer these services, and that's yeah. what we're interested in, and spending a little bit more time figuring out in this next year is that for these organizations that weren't born digital, how do you switch yeah. to this flexible, autonomous right. model? Yeah. yeah, well, I think it's this, uh, this whole question of you know, design and the, and the user experience, the customer experience. I mean, it's a thing, design thinking. Yep. Major yeah. movement, you know, kind of in the background, but it's a big part of the conversation, as I've been pointing out in other, other forums. Uh, We've spent the last 15 years training hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of Scrum product owners. Mm -hmm. And yet we've done this without a real clear consensus as an industry what product ownership and product management even really mean. We've right. had that conversation a bit, haven't we, Charlie? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, mm. I had to repeat myself. Sometimes. Yeah, no, but, but, you know, no, you're right, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, I mean, you know, the boredom piece, you know, I think, you know, I think you're right. It's, it's not the, it is a boredom thing, but I think it's also that opportunity to say, there's, there's a period here, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, for me to contribute in another yes. way on another thing. Yeah. So, it, you know, whereas again, we kind of looked at it the other way. So it's interesting that it goes back to yeah. the, uh, the buy-in, mm. the ownership, the contribution to there's an end goal. I'm not just, yep. you know, walking, going through the motions. Yep. Yep. And um, my favorite example at the moment, HubSpot has their engineers release code to, to, to let me get their figures right, to 20,000 customers on their first day. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that is, it's a great figure to put out there, but also the point is embracing a, a tangible contribution that you yes. can help your employees make yep. and then having all of the services leading up to that first day prepared yep. so that you're in the place to do that. Yeah, so I think it's, it's yeah, that whole boredom thing, but it, I think it is more about 
you want to feel that what you're doing is actually important. Yep. Yes. That it makes yep. that yep. it's making a difference. Yes. Yep. You're not happy with just ticking boxes and exactly and the rest of it. You want you want to know you're contributing. You're important. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which is which is actually great mm. news because as I think we mentioned, we're interested in this enterprise service management possibility, but you need that mentality yes. to really make it work yeah, because without a common goal, it's not really a, a possible mission. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you, Eleanor. Great well, to talk to you, you again. Yes. I'm sure I'm sure we'll uh, okay. have a chance to chat As long as you're not bored with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's been a very enjoyable thing. 10 minutes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>